0: What's up, everyone? Today, we're diving into a fascinating conversation with Nick Wild, who's leading an exciting Web3 project. Nick's an MBA graduate of Stanford University and a self-described generalist who spent the majority of his career working with early stage startups. He was the managing partner at Tradecraft, an education program that helped train people for roles at fast growing startups. This led him to lead product marketing at Guild, a company helping frontline workers earn debt free degrees and credentials. And shortly after having a baby, Nick then made the wild decision to leave his full time job and strap on a jetpack fueled by early crypto investments and go independent. He worked part time at a venture firm incubating early business ideas alongside consulting for a few startups. He currently writes an awesome career strategy newsletter called Jungle Gym, and he launched a talent collective, and he's also co-founded Invisible College, a school owned by the students that helps people learn, build, and invest in Web3. Nick, thanks so much for your time. Really pumped to chat today. Thanks to be here. (laughs) Thanks for
1: having me, Phil and John. Uh, Yeah, excited to be here with you guys.
0: Yeah, no problem. I'm a huge fan of Invisible College. A member myself signed up uh, around this time last year, uh, I think uh, was my first community where I got to get my first stab at uh, buying an NFT. So I really appreciate all the guidance and already have learned a, a ton from the community there there's like so many things I want to unpack today. Um, I've become a big fan of your newsletter as well, picked up a lot of like tricks and shared that with uh, a lot of mentees myself. Um, but yeah, definitely having to prioritize some of the topics here today. I want to get into some web three stuff eventually, but maybe we can start off by you taking us back to, uh, early last year when you were on paternity leave. Um, you said paternity leave makes you kind of do wild things. Uh, you wrote about stepping off a rocket ship and strapping on a jetpack and going into web three. You did this three months after having a baby. So talk to us about this decision and what impact having your first child, uh, had on making that big career change.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, uh, having a, a baby kind of does those funny things to your head, right? It, it, it both, um, it sort of decreases the number of hours that you have in the day to be able to focus on work, but also like it reminds you that like your time on earth is finite, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're bringing new life in the world. And so I think that the net result was both sort of like an increase and a, a decrease in my career ambition. The, the decrease might be like, I, I sort of um, no longer had the deep hunger to like do things to purely kind of um, impress a manager, mm-hmm. um, which, which, which I, I don't fault anyone for. I, I think it's actually, that's a, that's a really important thing, right? And, and, I, and I think, um, but, but there's, there's a bunch of things where just being at a big company, Stuff you just sort of have to do, right? Like, like uh, you know, um, cross-functional collaboration, things like that. That, like, that, that, that um, is really important. It's what makes companies run. But, but it wasn't. Um, but I think th- this this moment of having a baby, it was sort of like, okay, what what I really enjoy doing? What what really lights me up? Um, and, and and I think the idea of being able to build a career that was um, just more um, uh, energizing on a day to day basis. Was was really my goal, and so um, I I knew that going independent was kind of a big piece of that, like being able to control my time, right? There's there's something about um, the way companies work and, and their their sort of um, their, their their reward structure, where like it, it's been essentially like HR sets the roadmap for your career, right? It, it, as, as long as you stay at a company, and like you can sort of hop from company to company a little bit, and that can change uh, slightly, but like. Um, whereas when you're independent, you can sort of, you can play a game that is totally yours and, and, you know, um, you can launch things and create things and, and they can have a really outsized impact. And so I, I was hungry just to like get out there and, 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 and be a little bit more in charge of, of my own trajectory. Um, and so that, that was sort of what, what, what came of it. Um, and it's been awesome. I mean, there, there's there's moments of, of of stress, right? And there's there's moments of um, uh, uh, like of self doubt and and all those things. And and uh, you know, like yes, you know, and certainly like like weeks where like you know the crypto markets crash, right? Like you're you're, <laughs> you're feeling tons of stress, right? Like there's yeah, but, but also like I, I look at you know what's on my calendar every day, and I'm stoked, you know. And and instead to say like I, I didn't I didn't love what I was doing beforehand, um, you know, the the company I was at was really a, a wonderful one. I, I was I worked for great people. Uh, I worked with great people. Um, but, but ultimately, uh, I, I feel super energized by what I do every day and, and that's really special to me. Um, and so that, I think that was a lot of my thinking then. And and it's, it's, it's held generally true. I think I've had a lot of big learnings along the way, but, but,
2: um, yeah, it's super, it's super fascinating. And I can totally relate to what you were talking about the decrease and increase in career ambition. Like you, you know, you just all of a sudden have this clarity, like, I don't want to waste any time or spend any time not doing something that I'm not passionate about. And I think this is a really common type of thing we're seeing in, in, in the community now is a lot of people have great ideas in their head and they're thinking, I want to build this idea and that doesn't work. I want to build the next idea and, and have this iterative process. Do you want to talk a little bit about how, like how you focus your time? Uh, how do you find that sweet spot? Get into the zone of what you're doing and, and stay focused on on those bigger objectives. Yeah, there's this um there's this concept called like
1: your, your zone of genius and and it comes from um, this book called 15 commitments of, of conscious leadership this this guy um jim jim detner wrote it um and it, it made a lot of a, a pretty big impact on me and i think that the um the counterintuitive thing that that jim talks about about living in your zone of genius is like you can live in your zone of incompetence or like you're doing stuff that you're not very good at right so like um a founder who's like keeping his own accounting books or something like that, right? Like maybe that's not a thing you're good at. So like, so like you know, you're you're living in your zone of incompetence. There's living in your zone of competence, right? You're you're, you're you are doing stuff that you are um, you know somewhat good at. You're, you're fine at, but like there's certainly people who are better than you at it. Then there's living in your zone of excellence, right? Which is like stuff you're you're, you're really good at, right? The stuff that like people pay you for, they they reward you for. And then there's there's your zone of genius. Right, and and, and these are these things that you are truly exceptional at, that like um, both create a lot of value for you, create a lot of value for the people around you, um, and and that you love doing, and you're you're getting better and sort of actively trying to master. And and to me, you know, those are the the moments when you're in flow state, and and it's different for for different people, right? Like like for some people, um, you know, that's very analytical work. For some people, it's really quantitative work. Uh, For some people, sorry analytical some people it's really creative some people it's um it's very uh human-based right like using persuasion like it Mm -hmm. it it really um depends kind of who you are and 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 what your strengths are but spending as much time as you can in those areas tends to improve your work life quite a bit Mm -hmm. um and so so when I was sort of looking for things that Excited me. Um, uh, th- that was kind of the, the the sort of one of the filters that I used. Right, There's sort of a sense of energy, but also like, what are these things that I want to really double down on that that I'm that I'm good at and want to get better at. Um, and 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 that was and also you know also stretch myself right, like apply it in a new context. Right, like there, there was a lot of skills that I had that I then applied in a context of Web three, which was pretty new. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that that's that's at least the the, the sort of way I think about this. This kind of um, figuring out where to apply your talents when when you once you sort of don't have the 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 construct and confines of a company sort of dictating where those go.
0: Mm-hmm. I really like that framework. Like for for our listeners, maybe who maybe they're they're freelancing right now or they're in a full time gig. And they're maybe like really early in their career and they don't really have a great idea of like what that zone of incompetency is or what that zone is of genius is yet. Like what advice do you have for helping them figure that out? Like if you were just like giving advice to someone who was just like, yeah, like looking at that like chart right now, like I don't really know for sure if like SEO is in that stage yet or if I'm like more content or not, like I'm still kind of developing that. Is that something that like people naturally discover as, as they kind of move up? So, so, you could sort of imagine like a a two by two
1: chart, right? And so, and so on the top, like there's all the things that you like doing, right? And on the bottom is all the things you don't like doing, right? Uh, the, what, what's above your line? What's below your line, right? And um, and and then you could imagine a, a, another kind of uh, like intersecting line, uh, the left and the right, and and on on the right is all the stuff you're bad at. In the left is all the stuff you're good at. and so so what you'd end up with is, is sort of like a box in the top right which is like stuff that you like to do but you're bad at. Um, then you know we, we'd move over to the uh, top left box which is stuff that you are good at and like to do. and then there's on the bottom left there's stuff that you are uh, uh, that you like to do or that you don't that you don't like to do but you're good at right. and then on the bottom right there's stuff that you don't like to do and are bad at. <laughs> and, and like in generally, what you should mostly be doing, is stuff that you are good at and like to do. And like, that's, that's likely what, what, um, what tells you whether you're in a job that you should stay in. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right. And, and if, um, if you don't find that, right, like that's, that's a bad sign, right? It should be like 60 to 80% of your job is that, Mm -hmm. um, there's also going to be some stuff that you're doing that you are, uh, that you're good at, but don't like to do right for, um, sales that might be like cold calling um, for marketing it might be sort of like generating reports or like fixing the crM or you know debugging your analytics software wh- wh- whatever it is right like like there there's there are um, there are all these things for people right and and um that tends to be you're sort of taking one for the team and and that should be done in about equal measure with stuff that you're bad at and like to do and 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 what i mean by that is like it's stuff that you're learning, right? And you actually really like to do that stuff because it's it's like it's stretching you. It's interesting. It's fascinating, right? Right. And especially within the confines of a company that can that can handle a little bit of you doing stuff that you're sort of suboptimal at. Mm-hmm. You you that's sort of the the trade off you should make, right? And so and so like let's say you know, um in in a in a, in a good job, right? You should have about sort of sixty percent of your stuff is stuff that you um, that you are you know. Uh, uh, good at and, and like to do maybe 20% of stuff that you are uh, good at, but don't like to do. And then 20% of stuff that you're bad at and, uh, and, and like to do because, because essentially skills sort of move in, in this, this flow where like, as you're, you know, as you practice things that you're bad at, you get better at them and you, you start liking them more and more. And, and then, but the stuff that you're good at and like to do, it doesn't just stay there. Like eventually you will get bored with it. Right. right. Even, you know, um, uh, even stuff that you think you really like to do right now right eventually just gets boring right like you know I'm sure the first time you edited the podcast it was, it's fun right your 500th episode when you start when you're editing it like it, it's no longer as fun right so you, maybe you hire an editor at that point right but but um you you always need to feed in sort of new things so that you don't doesn't things don't get stale and, and boring and dull um And so so that's that's kind of the way like I, I advise people to sort of figure out, um, where they should be, right? You, you can find the stuff that you're good at and like to do, but you also want to have some, some, you know, some, some other things in equal measure that you that you are getting better at that that's sort of flowing into that new bucket.
0: Very cool. I really like that that chart. Like, it, basically the chart that you you also use in, when you describe like when it's time for someone to leave their job. Also, right? Like, um, using that chart to kind of like help you decide like what you like working on, what you don't like working on. But um, like in in episode forty eight of of our show last season, we talked about when is the right time to quit your job. And uh, one of the thesis that we kind of came up with was kind of like being successful and happy in Martech requires having this true north for your career. And that's basically what you described in like figuring out like what that zone of genius is, like where you're trying to like strive for, and then really establishing like your current role. Like, are you like meeting some of those requirements? And recognizing that maybe your current workplace isn't helping you advance your career and like hitting that north star. And you can have a renegotiation conversation with your manager, right? right. Like, like so, yeah, so,
1: yeah. so, so I have a, a reader that that did this, um, you know, basically with with someone who like loved what they were doing um ended up getting a bunch of like sys admin work added to to his plate um and and, and like suddenly it was like you know like calling me saying like hey like i i, I used to love my job now i hate it um mm-hmm. I'm, i think I'm, i think i'm gonna look for something new And it's like you can actually have a conversation with your manager where you plot all the things out that you're doing into those four buckets and you say like stuff I'm bad at and, and and like to do, stuff I'm good at and like to do, stuff I'm good at and don't like to do, stuff I'm bad at and don't like to. Do. And like, once you do that, right, it, it's a, it's just a pretty obvious way for you and your manager just to have like a, a sit down. It's like, oh man, like there's a whole bunch of stuff here that you are that you don't like to do and feel bad at, right? Like we should take that off your plate and give it to somebody else because it just doesn't make any sense, right? And, and, and meanwhile, like if you can, If you can renegotiate that, then, you know, your, your job can be a a great place to be. Um, so it, it doesn't, you don't have to jump to leave if it's, if it's not working right away, like try to have that renegotiation conversation. But if you can't, then like, then I think it's, it's, it's worth thinking about, um, is there somewhere else where I could, I could sort of, um, make that into a more kind of, uh, cohesive role that feels like it's sort of, uh, hitting on my, my my cylinders.
2: I think I think a lot of people probably listening to this are finding this resonating quite a bit, right? Like it's like the first principle of good career management is is know thyself, know what you like, what you don't like. but also I think have a like I'm picking out a subtlety here of knowing what the moving target is because what you're doing today is going to change. That's the world we live in in tech. It's always going to be evolving. Um, maybe from your own experience, like what were the milestones that brought you to this approach to your own career? And what was the milestones that brought you to think, okay, now is the time uh, to make the leap? I, I'd spent a long time when I was at Tradecraft, like helping people, helping advise people on their careers, right? Helping them
1: figure out the right next steps, the right company to go to, what they wanted to, to be next. I mean, you know, they, they'd come to us saying, hey, I want to be a a uh, growth marketer and maybe they they would start getting the edge to become a product designer halfway through. And so we'd have to sort of figure that out, right? Like th- there was, there's was all, you know, people came in for growth and they wanted to go into ops. People came in for, for some role and they realized they didn't even want to be in tech, right? Like th- this, this happens when you're, when you're in sort of a, a an educational setting, right? And, and so I just sit down with a lot of people and like a lot of this is just sifting through some pretty deep psychology. And so, you know, uh, my, my, my partner and and I had to come up with like a lot of ways that we could talk people through these really heady questions. Um, and, and so, so this was sort of one of the frameworks that we ended up using. I think to some degree, it's also like, you you kind of feel it in your gut too, right? Like, like for, for, for me, you know, I could just feel my energy and excitement moving towards web three. Um, and I, I, i you know I'd invested in Web3 or in, in crypto sort of back in, in, in 2017. This was when it when it was it was still called crypto, uh, <laughs> and, and didn't didn't get the, the nice beautification of the web three title. Um <laughs> but 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 you know 2020 and 2021 were the first times you could actually sort of do stuff with it. Right. Um and and it just you know um it just felt so kind of dynamic and interesting. There were so many interesting people kind of working at it, thinking. Um, thinking about how to sort of reinvent institutions and organizations and things like that, and, and 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 this ebbs and flows with with market cycles, right? Like like you know we're we're likely entering some some kind of bear market in crypto, and so so what what you'll sort of get is like a little bit more of a winter where there are you know uh, less people flocking to it for a little while, but like this also happened in in, in 2018, and like right. what I remember from 2018 is I wish you know I wish now that I had like paid attention to crypto for those years where it was 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 a little bit quieter. Because that was when all the interesting companies were being built. That was when all the sort of, um, you know, that was when all the the puzzle pieces were coming into place. And so it's something that like, after having kind of gone through a, a bull and a bear cycle, I, I have a general sense of like, really knowing that I want to kind of keep focusing on this. Um, mm-hmm. And and so, you know, in in it just became kind of clear to me that like, there was this moment to be kind of early on the next phase of the internet. And, and and you can kind of think of it like like maybe it's like it's like 2000 right it's like it's like coming into the internet in 2000 right you know maybe in 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 2000 and 2001 you feel kind of stupid but like man in 2005 and 2006 and 2007 you feel great you know and so and so to me it's like it, it is a it's a long it was a long game play but i just knew that like this was a space that i was i was really excited by and i i think there was a lot there are a lot of interesting things being built and a lot of um it's this kind of crazy intersection between technology, art, and finance, um, that I just think is, is, is fascinating. And, um, and, 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 and it's the, the structures are sort of less formal. It's very alive. Right. And and, and it feels still shapeable and moldable versus like, you know, within a company, it, everything feels still like kind of rigid. Um, and so, so I was just really attracted to that. Um, and, and I was just kind of attracted to independence. I was attracted to, to sort of, um, you know, I I'd kind of prototyped independence by, by writing this newsletter. And, um, and I really wanted to make that more uh, of, of an allocation of my time, right, to just mm-hmm. to be able to kind of, you know, uh, pl- play the great online game, <laughs> as, as, as Packy McCormick says.
0: Yeah, let's dive into the Great Online Game actually. I I I know that you you reference that article uh, a few times on on your newsletter. I've I've read it uh, a few times myself. Um, for, for the listeners, uh, Packy kind of describes it in there that we kind of live in this world now in which by typing things on our keyboard or saying things into a microphone like I am right now, we can marshal these resources and support for opportunities. Like it's it's a whole new different world. And you've, you've kind of like referenced that article as it being one of uh, the sources of lighting a fire under you for, for Web3. So maybe like talk about like what it is about that article that really like lit that fire for you and how, how different, does it really compare to like uh maybe like the the web 2 world that we kind of live in today
1: yeah you know it's and i don't i don't actually think it's it's different than the web 2 world i i, I think the web 3 sort of uh, is associated with it because it just sort of it uh it increased the sort of value of playing the online game you know mm-hmm. right um but but i i generally think that like it's it's sort of it's a Different approach to traditional employment, right? Like rather than sort of relying on a single employer for all of your your money, relationships, professional development opportunities, you can actually get you know fulfill those needs sort of directly by sort of working for the internet, right? And um, and and. and kind of like I was saying before, like, like in, in most jobs, your sort of trajectory is is constrained by this operating system that, um, that, you know, uh, Kathy from HR built. Right. And, 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 and Kathy from HR had the best intentions building that. And, and it's, it's what works for the entire company, but it also isn't necessarily what works for you. Right. And so being able to just, you know, kind of collaborate with people and different ideas um, being able to, to, um, Work on what inspires you and gets you excited. There, there's just there's so many um, benefits, I think, of of um, of independence and kind of being able to um, broadly be able to jump to ideas that interest you. Now, what I want to say is like there's a different mindset in in recession, right, than in, than in boom times. Right. And and it, and it's important to like to like you know think through that. And it's it's something I actually want to start writing about. Um, you 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 need to sort of preserve enough capital to keep playing the game, right? Like if if you find yourself in a in a in such a tight spot that like you know it can easily become unfun, right? If if you're if you're at a stress level where like you know you're you're not able to feed your family next week, right? Like there there are um, so I don't want to say it's for everyone at all times, and and I think that it's um, but you know I do think that there. There, there's a lot more upside, right? And there's also, there's also more downside too, right? Like, like there's right. there's risk, um, but there's also, there's risk of working in a company, right? You can get, For sure. get fired. You can get, you know, it, it, I think to some degree, you take your career and put it in your own hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I don't necessarily advise people to do that right away in their career, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that I had years at companies learning what I learned to be yeah. able to feel more confident doing what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't think I, I could have, just straight away done that at 22 and so i so i wouldn't and i wouldn't advise someone to do that at 22 right it's 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 it's, um it's a different thing to be able to um yeah kind kind of uh, you know jump in and sort of have the 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 confidence in yourself and sort of the the network
2: around you that can kind of support you through that Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah
2: as you're talking about this, one thing that jumped out at me, or, and I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more around, you know, marketing, launching Web3 projects, but w- what do you see as like the top transferable skills from your traditional Web2 type marketing to to Web3? Like, w- what do you think is important to somebody who's maybe getting their, their 10 years of experience before they take a leap like this? Like, w- what do you think the skills that they should be thinking of in terms of, uh, you know, building a project like this?
1: There's a lot of, talk about um,
2: DAOs, right?
1: These these decentralized autonomous organizations. And like and like while Invisible College is a DAO, we take a lot of lessons from what's worked. Mm -hmm. And what's worked in companies is like, you know, top-down management works, right? Um, Bottoms up, you just do whatever you want. Like it it hasn't proven itself yet. Right. And so and so there there are certain things within structures of companies that do make a ton of sense. And And it is it is useful to kind of to kind of um, absorb them, understand kind of what what gets people motivated to do different things, right? Like if you want to run any sort of organization, like that's really important. If if you're just kind of purely independent, right, and and, and like and you are essentially kind of running your own business, right, you, and 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 it's and it's kind of around you. Maybe you're a creator, maybe you're a consultant, right? Like whatever that is. Um, it's important to figure out what what is that thing that you're good at, that you're going to like, what's that zone of genius that you're then going to essentially sell to others. Right. And, and so, you know, I think a lot of my strengths tend to be around kind of product marketing, which is like, you know, a lot of positioning and messaging and narrative and things like that. um, And, and, and really being able to kind of, um, you know, build, build messages that, that, that convince people to act towards things. Um, and then understand kind of different channels and 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 the 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 way that you you over time sort of change a buyer's psychology. Um, so so for example, for Invisible College, right? Like like we were, we were preparing an NFT with a school, and that wasn't something that's been done before. Uh, there there may be some examples, but but we couldn't find them. Um, and and so you know with with a Web three school, so there's a lot to convey to people in that right. You've, you have to be able to 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 express to people like, what is web three? Why would you want to go to a school for it? Uh, why is it better to buy an NFT uh, uh, in order to access a school, right? So there are all these things that were like product marketing challenges. And then I think there was a community challenge on top of that, which is like, how do you keep a community really engaged and excited about this? So that that community is, is sort of empowering each other's learning. And so probably somewhere in the intersection of sort of community, product marketing, um, uh Sort of uh, relationship-based uh, partnerships and things like that—that that, that tends to be kind of my 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 sweet spot. And so that was um, it was a nice place to to sort of spend time and and and, and play.
0: Really like that answer. That's uh, a super cool. Like product marketing and community, like definitely seem to be. Uh, some of like the, the 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 footsteps of of like a Web3 project. You you actually tweeted last year that your your hope was for every current Web2 marketer was to get the opportunity to launch a, a Web3 project for marketers who might not have the current bandwidth today to to launch something on their own right now. What's kind of a smaller commitment or like a first step that uh, some of our listeners could take if they're interested to like um, dive into the world of web three without like fully investing in like launching something all on their own.
1: Yeah. I mean, messing around in in web three as a marketer is really fun because like, it's like as a, you know, typically as a marketer, everything you do is kind of push, right? You're just pushing people to care about something. And and it's, and it's always really fun when there's sort of an organic pull and an excitement. What 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 crypto does and what what sort of tokens do is is they they kind of align incentives right they get a community who is who is sort of jazzed to um, essentially you know market your uh, uh, community or market your product for you and so it's a whole different style of marketing sort of mixed with community building and um, and if you can harness it right it's just it's it's an amazing feeling to have you know, this sort of wind at your back of a community that's sort of helping push and buoy the, you know, these, these ideas and messages out in the world. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that was at least, you know, that was for, for, for me, a really kind of a profound difference uh, and, and really kind of a, a, a magical thing to experience. Um, when it comes to, to folks who want to sort of try it out, right. There are all sorts of like a lot of web three companies are making the same mistake about marketing. That Web two companies made about sales, right? Like what, there are a lot of Web two founders who are like, sales don't matter. You know, you, you you don't need humans. You can just growth hack everything, right? Like, and obviously that that just so was not true. And, and a lot of Web three, you know, people think the same thing about marketing. They're just like, oh, we distribute tokens, we airdrop them, we have a community manager, we don't need any marketing. Right. Frankly, they're all very wrong, <laughs> and um and 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 a lot of them. We'll we'll learn this in a in a bear market, I think, um, but but marketing is really important, and I think a lot of people are going to figure that out. And so, being a marketer in Web three, like you can go, you know, you can go work for a a, a DAO very part time, right? You you can have a secret second job that you do for two hours a week or something like that, and you go and you bring your marketing superpower to them. Um, and so, you know, uh, whether it's social media, that's, that's a huge one. Uh, it could be email marketing, it could be all, all sorts of things. But, but like, whatever that thing is, um, uh, it, you know, you can contribute it to, to a, a Web3 company. And that's a great way just to get your, your your hands dirty on someone else's time. And maybe, you know, you earn some, uh, some amount of a token that, that ends up appreciating in value a lot. Um, and, and worst comes to worst, you, you get a great learning experience than having to put a lot of risk.
0: Very cool. That's that's great advice. It's a little bit of uh, what I've been doing with uh, Invisible College and some of the other uh, smaller Web3 communities that have kind of like dabbled in a little bit. But uh, I feel like you've you've teased the uh, Invisible College enough here. Like, uh, talk to us about like uh, the founding story, maybe, and like what you guys are building exactly. Like, what's the difference between IC and Decentral Aliens? How like is the NFT connected to the college itself? And maybe like tease out like some of the the courses and and the education content that you guys are are currently working on.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm happy to. Um, so so Invisible College, you, you can kind of think of it in, in a couple different ways, right? Like we, in, in 2021, my my co-founders and I, like, started kind of exploring and messing around in Web3. And, and really quickly, we we came to understand that, like, Web3 has a few interesting properties when it comes to education. Um, It is hard to learn, right? This It's a back-end revolution, right? Which which means all of the, the concepts, like, it's not like using mobile, right? With mobile, you can kind of see it, you can understand it pretty easily. Like, there's a big difference with, with Web3 because a lot of it's, like, it's, it's the, it's the end guts of how all this works. And so, and so it's, there's a lot of new concepts people have to understand. So it, it's hard to master. It's also pretty lucrative to master, right? Like, like if you can, if you can understand it, like sure there's, there's ups and downs in the market, but like, you know, zoom out and look at things over time. Like the people who, who, who got into this stuff early, um, you know, really benefited from it. Um, and, and actually, you know, um, there is almost never a better time to do it. I mean, no, no one really does this during a bear market. Like they, everyone gets in during the bull market, but like, <laughs> but, but being able to start learning about this stuff when, when, uh, when prices are down is the bar none best time to do it. Right. Um, and, and then, and then it's, it's really risky to learn wrong, right? This, this is still really a wild west an immature market. There are tons of, scams and rug pulls and all sorts of things that, that can happen to you and so and so it was just really clear to us like hey there, there, there needs to be some kind of educational institution built around this and and when, when you when it comes to um, the the path into web 3 it's actually the opposite of web 2 so in web 2 you you sort of start out as a builder and then if you hit it big you, and you meet the accreditation threshold for investing then you become an angel investor mm-hmm. right in Web3, that switches by, by even just sort of using a product by um, working for a DAO, you suddenly are an investor, you 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 hold tokens. And so the the idea of training people as investors first um, uh, really made a lot of sense to us, because if you can get people sort of the magic moments as, as investors, then you can get them to start building things. That was the, the sort of story that happened for us. And so we wanted to build a school that essentially helped people do that, that help people sort of progress in that way from from... Investor to to builder, um, and so we were like, okay, well, let's let's build a school that helps people learn, build, and invest in Web three, um, and and as we we started messing around with the idea, you know, it, it kind of became pretty clear to us that um, there was this interesting opportunity for someone to own a piece. Of the next great learning institution. Like, imagine if you could have owned a piece of Stanford or you know Harvard or McGill. You know, like a uh, uh, Waterloo, right? Like, uh, um, you know, it's 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 a really kind of powerful idea, right? And so, and so the way we sort of shaped Invisible College was we were like, okay, what if we essentially had an NFT backing the school, where where like your tuition was essentially an NFT, which gives you a tradable asset. So instead of like spending, you know tuition on college or, or, or whatever, right? You actually buy an asset that you could resell to somebody else in the future. And, and and we thought that was a really powerful idea because then each time that we release a new course, right? And we, we set a public price on it or something, then there is, uh, there's a special thing that happens because not only do you as one of our NFT holders get access to that course as a student, but it also, it adds to the value of your NFT and, and and your ability to kind of resell it. So there's a really nice kind of flywheel that happens there. So as we as we sort of build more courses, um, that catalog gets bigger. It gets it gets more valuable, right? And 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 so our holders get access to more and more stuff, and and they actually likely get a higher resale value. You know, we can't promise anything, and we we don't. But but that's you know, if you even just sort of think about it logically, and you sort of compare it to, uh, you know. Many of the other NFT projects that are out there were like, you know, we we, we talked to a lot of NFT uh, skeptics when we when we built this what, well, why you know, um, what's preventing you from buying your first NFT? And it was really like they didn't want to have to go tell their significant other they can't go on vacation this year because they're holding a bunch of toads and penguins, <laughs> right? And, and that are that are at zero dollars, right? And, and like and, and no you know no no no, no 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 disgrace on toads and penguins it's just, it's just ultimately like when, when you're building a brand on, on just sort of, you know, around kind of vibes, right. It's just, there's, there's, there's nothing there when, when, you know, when things start collapsing. Um, And so we just thought it was really kind of important to build it on something. Um, And so, and so to us, you know, this, this idea of pairing a school with an NFT collection was just really powerful. And, 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 you know, we, we really like the kind of profile picture collection. It's like like, like it, it is a really fun mechanic to be able to have ten thousand sort of generated generative profile pictures with different rarities so that you can collect, right? So so it's like it, it gives it gives the um, ownership a sense of fun, right? And, and and it gives it gives the community a sense of identity. Right? Like you've got your Decentralian, like, you know, I've got mine, like it, it's a, it's a fun thing. And I'm, and actually it helps with, with the learning process because when you come into the discord and you ask a question and you have a Decentralian and it looks like mine, like, I'm just more likely to, to want to help you and answer your question. Right. So, so, so there, there's all these things when it comes to like community is huge for learning. And we think that like these, these NFT collections are really powerful for that. So we just thought, man, like what if like what if we created a really high quality like NFT collection? We paired it with, with the utility of a school. We we got amazing teachers to really explain important concepts that that you know will make our our members better investors, better builders, better able to to you know sort of uh, separate signal from noise. And, and really, you know, take advantage of, of, of you know what is a really important change in technology and, and a really important revolution that's happening. Um, and so, so that was kind of the idea. And 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 we we launched it in December, 2021. We um, we minted our NFT collection in in March. We've got a Discord of you know 5,000 people. Um, it's, it's been, it's been a blast. And so we're, and we're currently, um, my partner is in you know, Dubai right now shooting our first couple courses. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it's a, um, it's, it's a super exciting time. Uh, and like, you know, again, I, like I'm, a, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not excited that it's, it's a bear market. I'm not excited that people, you know, <laughs> that, that the price are falling. Right. But like, but, but I am excited because we built this for this kind of market. Right. We, we, we built this knowing that like, at some point, you know, uh, people would want to stop speculating on, on, on pictures of, of cats and like want to actually have something that like felt tangible beneath that.
0: And so, um, so yeah, that, that's invisible college. Very cool. Very cool. I love the, uh, like there's a the fun aspect, the, the identity aspect, but I think like the, the utility aspect is really what kind of like sets your, your project apart from like all the, the other NFT projects. And I feel like it's like the utility argument is one of the strongest arguments when, uh, you talked to all those like web 3 skeptics right like I'm sure you've encountered plenty of them in in your journey the web 3 skeptics the folks who say crypto is just a huge pyramid scheme and the articles that point that like nft uh, sales are flatlining and you talked about the bear market right now like if you're if you're stuck with one of these people in, in an elevator what what would you say to, to change their minds or do you even care about changing their minds
1: there's a certain group of people who like who like they, they don't actually want to change their mind. Like that, they, they they really just sort of they, um, they've read certain things and like, as much as crypto bullishness is a religion, crypto bearishness is a religion, and like, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like like trying to get in an argument with someone about that. It, it's 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 just um, it's a little bit of uh, too much brain damage. Um, but for people who are sort of like, hey, I I genuinely want to understand this, and I and I just I just don't. Yet feel like I get it. What, what's what's real here, and, and and it's totally understandable to ask that question, right? Because because there is a there's a lot there's a lot of things that that look like pyramid schemes, right? Um, there are a lot of things in real life that look like pyramid schemes too, and and it just, it's it's you know it's so it's it's um but but there is there's a lot of of real underneath, and so so the the one of the reasons why why um, web 3 tends to let people down on first kind of glance is um when you when you actually use a web3 project like product for the first time often it's like worse in a lot of ways right like like payments are slower and more expensive than venmo so you're like what the hell right <laughs> um, uh, like customer service is much worse than what you would get at a bank right um, uh, applications are like clunky and have these like Confusing user interfaces, so it, it's totally a fair question to say, like, is this space simply overhyped, right? But but it's important to remember, like like that is a pattern that always plays out when new platforms emerge, right? And and and, and so when we switch from the PC to mobile, right? Mobile was way worse at at um, you know spreadsheets, right? You're like, well, how am I ever going to do my spreadsheet on this, like? this is useless, right? No, no one in enterprise will ever do this, right? This internet browser is small and like, I can't see anything, right? Like th- totally a fair, a fair statement, right? Like there are things that, that, that new that the new platform tends to be worse at, but it tends to be like with, with, with mobile, there were a couple things that it was way better at. And that was, there was a camera and there was a GPS system. And that means you can have Uber and you can have Instagram and you can have, you, you, you name it, right? Like, like you can have all these things that otherwise you you couldn't have before. And, and those were the, these sort of killer apps. And, and so Web3 has a lot of similarities, right? Like, like these, these um, it is clunkier in many ways, but it does have this one factor that's really impressive, which is trustlessness, right? Mm-hmm. And that means like essentially two parties can transact without a middleman, right? And so it means like payments can be made without a bank in the middle sort of taking a cut. Right. contracts can be enforced by lawyers um, assets can be transferred to that escrow services right and so and, and all these middlemen right like who are collecting fees they're suddenly no longer needed and so that means like you can earn higher yield on your savings because there's no bank that needs to be there to take take profits in the middle right you can send money in the world without having to pay remittance providers like western union right you can collect royalties whenever you know a uh, artist like a piece of art is sold because you don't actually need need a contract from a lawyer right and so so there's, there's real there. Um, now, there's also, there's a, there's a second effect, which is like, there's a culture that gets formed around things and there, there's, there's changes in behavior that have happened. So it's, it's not all technology, right? Like, like some of it is also just changes in consumer behavior and preferences that have come from sort of little tweaks in, in kind of um, the crypto and web three ethos. And, and some of that is actually what, what, is, what is the biggest change. Right. Um, and, but like changes in psychology move the world, right. Like, like the, the narratives, ideas, you know, uh, uh, how people behave, that that's everything. Um, and so, so, yeah, so I, I think that's kind of where, where I, I sit on where i probably start. Right. And, and then like what I tend to tell people is sort of like play around with some of the stuff. Right. It doesn't mean like, I don't think, you know, people should, Throw their life savings into this, right? It's like, it's like you know. But but give yourself a fun slash fund to like go buy an NFT, participate in a community, see what you think, right? And, and um, and and I, and I don't think everyone has to do this. I I like it, it, I, I lose no sleep over over uh, people who are who are skeptical on it. Um, but but I but I do think like my life has you know has benefited a ton because of getting into crypto and Web three. Right. It, it has been the reason why I've been able to go independent. Right? There's um, it, so it's it's made a, a big difference for me. Uh, the the people I've gotten to talk to, it it feels like um, a scene that is alive where things are happening. Right, you you have people who are who are um, you have artists who are creating IP that is outside of like the confines of Disney. Right, um, uh, you you just have. You've interesting sort of like indie projects. It feels very punk rock, and and so and so it's like it's where the sort of creative people are, and and so it's where I like to spend time, um, and but but you know if if you want to have a a, a a you know arguing against it, there, there's certainly plenty of them, right? But but if you're actually curious about like looking for what's what's real there, you know it's worth digging into and and learning about and testing your priors on.
0: Love your breakdown there, Nick. I feel like we uh, we could keep chatting about this for, for a few hours. I'm looking at the time now and we're already like super close on time. JT, I'll let you uh, end it with the last question there.
2: Yeah. So we ask all of our guests this and probably my favorite question to ask people because everybody has a different perspective. Nick, I suspect you're going to have a really unique take on this as well. You've got a ton going on. You're a father. You run newsletters. You're building uh, one of the most important projects in Web3 today, in our opinion, Um, how do you remain successful and happy in, in your day-to-day in your career?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And, and guys, thanks for
2: having me. This has been, been really fun. Um,
1: happiness comes from a lot of sources, right? There's sort of your, your innate level of happiness, right? Are you sort of like a, a generally kind of sunny person who's optimized towards, or that that's, uh, uh, that sort of naturally takes a rosy outlook on things. Um, you you can't really change that too much. Maybe, maybe chemically a little bit. Um, uh, there's, there's kind of your environment and like the way you sort of set up your life and like, and the, the sort of uh, the situations that happen outside of you, your your external world and where you place yourself. And actually a lot of people spend a lot of time focusing on that, right? They, they optimize their morning routine and they optimize, um, they, they try to you know leave their job if they don't like it or, 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 you know, find a new partner if they're not happy. Um, and, and I think I, I've definitely been sort of one of those people who's like really tried to experiment a lot with like how to create an environment that makes me happy. Um, but to some degree, like, I've I've come around to an idea lately, which is like, it's much cheaper to change your internal state of mind than it is to change your external environment, right? And, and so, what I mean by that is like, changing new changing jobs is expensive, right? And I say this as someone who's changed, who's like, you know, done a pretty massive life transition, right? <laughs> um, but like, there's also a lot of value in being able to go sit down to your Zoom meeting, right? With your boss uh, who, who uh, you know, is asking you the same boring questions about your OKRs, right? And, and take a moment and just realize like how magnificently lucky you and we all are, right? Like it, kind of no matter what's going on in your life, right? But like to, to be sort of on this like spinning, you know, blue ball uh, uh, called Earth, right. And to be alive and to be, uh, to, you know, have all your limbs and to be able to, uh, you know, there's just, there's so many things where if you, if you take a moment and you sort of like train your mindset, um, to, to just see good and appreciate and, and to, to sort of be kind of naturally grateful. Um, and again, I'm not saying you have a ton to be grateful for. Maybe, maybe it doesn't like, maybe it doesn't feel like that. Maybe it feels, it feels like there's, the, you know world is the weight of the world is falling around you right but, but just realize like that's a mindset mm-hmm. right and um, there's a there's a book uh, a, a book that was pretty Im- impactful um, uh, called the surrender experiment uh, by this guy michael singer he also he, he wrote untethered soul um, and in his his writing really was was profound for me right where like um, what you have in life is you have this voice inside your head right which is kind of like your critical roommate who's like always kind of uh, judging things and like, and like wondering if they like meet your preferences. Right. And it's like, instead of listening, th- that voice is not you, right. That, that voice inside your head, who's like judging everything. It's not you. That's not who you aspire to be. And, and what you can do if you, if you want to, right. Is, is you can just start like appreciating and being wowed by normal stuff. Um, and, and, and that was probably the biggest kind of unlock for me, uh, on, on happiness and more, more than, than anything in terms of like, you know, tracking sleep or, you know, counting calories or waking up at 5. AM and, you know, splashing my face with cold water, right? Like, it's just, you know, uh, um, yeah. So I, I don't know that, that that's, that's probably been,
2: been at least, uh, my, my best strategy what it's worth (laughs) cool great great answer I love I love the depth there and I mean you're a father so you know probably just as well as I do like nothing centers you like spending time with your kid time flies and it's and it's an amazing experience so no totally it's it's
1: it's, I mean especially if you find yourself like always on the internet right Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not saying like have 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 a kid as a as a solution to that but 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 (laughs) like one of the things I just noticed is like you know like my my son is uh he's he's eleven months in uh, two days and and just spending time with him is incredible because he doesn't care at all about abstractions like it's stuff that is in front of you right it is uh it is the milk in the bottle it is the uh it is food it is uh, having to poop it's what you know what whatever right like it, it's 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 real stuff and and I think it's really easy to get like mixed up and pulled out of that and have all of your head spent in like what do people think of me what's my bank account balance uh what's my status and career title how impressive is my linkedin you know it, it, but like know that like humans spent most of their time in environments like where they didn't they didn't spend all their time thinking about that and they don't care about it And it's not like that is not the um it's not the way you were sort of meant to to live your life you were meant to live it much closer to how babies live it. And so it just, uh, it, you know, uh, for, for, for what it's worth, uh, my, my son has definitely become, become something of a role model for me.
0: <laughs> right on. Very cool. Super cool perspective. Nick, thank you so much for your time. And, uh, we're, we're going to link out your, your Twitter, LinkedIn, um, uh, your Substack for your newsletter, as well as the invisible college newsletter. Um, anything else you want to plug our audience before, uh, before we go.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, subscribe to the newsletter, uh, the, the Jungle Gym. Um, if you are if you find yourself like if you were uh, a Web3 skeptic or a Web3 enthusiast or a Web3 whatever, and you're you're kind of uh, feeling curious, I um, encourage you to check out Invisible College if you need help, like if you're you're trying to like sort of dig into it and, and you're you're having uh, having trouble figuring out how to buy your first NFT. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to help people. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's a fun community. We, we, we love to have, uh, you know, um, lots of people from all sorts of persuasions as a part of
0: it. Cool. Thanks a lot, Nick. Appreciate your time. Thank you guys.